the text which will serve as the basis for the sermon this evening, and which we will keep for meditation, is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Here ends the word of our Lord. Dear fellow redeemed, grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who do people say Jesus is? In 2020, there was a poll done of around 3,000 Americans with this very question, who is Jesus Christ? 52% of those who participated in this survey said that Jesus is not God. 
One-third of those who said Jesus isn't God claimed to be Christian. 65% of those who were surveyed said that Jesus is God's first and greatest creation. 44% of those who were polled said that because Jesus is a man, he committed sins. In 2022, there was another survey done with this very same question, who is Jesus Christ? And in this survey, 53% of those who were asked this question said that Jesus is a good teacher, but not God. When this question arises, there are many, many different answers that are given for who Jesus is. We even see this in our text for today. When Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? And who do you say that I am? And when Jesus asked this question to his disciples, the many different answers they, given, they gave are very interesting to us today. So why is it that people would give all these different answers on who the Son of Man is? For over 400 years, there was silence. There was a void. There was a lack of prophets to God's people. They were under Roman captivity, and they were looking for someone to restore their kingdom. They were looking for a prophet to lead them and to guide them. So, of course, when this question is, who is the Son of Man? They'll answer, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, Elijah, or one of the other prophets. They were expecting a prophet to lead them. They were expecting a prophet to restore the kingdom of Israel to its glory so that they would no longer be under captivity. What they didn't understand is that the Son of Man is Jesus, and what they didn't understand is that Jesus is fully God. So, of course, when this question was asked, who is Jesus, they gave many different answers And we see that in our society today, when the question is asked, who is Jesus Christ to Americans? The answers aren't really surprising to us. We see that the majority of those who answered these polls said that Jesus is not God. They denied his divinity. Now, this isn't new just in our context either. Those in Jesus' day also denied his divinity. But they still respected him as a prophet and as a rabbi. In society, we like to denigrate him to lower grades, such as just a mere teacher who we don't have to listen to. So, why is it that people would teach that Jesus is a good teacher, yet they reject his teachings? What is it that he taught? Jesus taught that I am the Father, are one. Before Abraham was... I am. He taught that if you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. He taught that I have authority to lay my life down and authority to take it up again. What Jesus taught his disciples and to all who heard him is that he is God. So why is it that people would call him a good teacher but reject this teaching of his? It would be a little hard for us to say that a man who claimed to be God but isn't God, is a good teacher. He would be crazy. And it would be crazy for us to worship this man if he wasn't God. It would be crazy for us to have these crosses here if he was just a man and a teacher who was crucified. It doesn't make sense to say that Jesus 
is a good teacher, but not God. People don't want to accept what Jesus teaches. They don't want to accept that he is God. Because if you accept this, then you must accept all of his teachings, including those regarding sin. We don't want to give up sin in our lives. There are many, many pet sins that we keep and we hide away. We think they aren't that bad. And it's easy for us to look at the secular world and say, they don't accept Jesus as Christ, but we do. But you who accept that Jesus is God, do you always follow what he teaches? We're supposed to follow the Ten Commandments, but we lie, we steal, we cheat, we covet, we lust, we disobey disobey our parents and authority, we take the name of the Lord our God in vain. We say that we believe that Jesus is God, but we do not always practice our beliefs. Blessed are those who confess and believe that Jesus is God, but condemned are those who reject his teachings and who reject his divinity. Jesus is God and he had to be God in order to fulfill the purpose for which he was sent into this world. And he revealed to his disciples that he is much, much more than just a prophet, much more than just a teacher. He cured diseases, he cured disabilities, he, rose people, he raised people from the dead. He walked on water. He calmed a storm on the sea by saying, be still. And most importantly for each and every one of you today, he himself rose from the dead. Jesus is more than just a prophet, more than a teacher. He is God. And God the Father revealed this to St. Peter in our text for today. We see St. Peter saying, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, when he was asked who Jesus is. These are such beautiful words for us to remember and to take to heart. But what do they mean for us? What does it mean that Jesus is our Christ, the Son of the living God? It means that you can have the assurance that your salvation is one completely. God himself secured it for you, and he gives it to you freely through faith. There was nothing that is left for you to do or for me to do. Every time we fail to follow the commandments has been paid for by Jesus' perfect life and his perfect death on the cross. Peter was able to boldly give this confession because God the Father revealed this information to him. And he reveals it to you today in our scriptures, in the scripture. And it is because Jesus is God because he is the Christ that he could fulfill the role perfectly as your savior. He obeyed every single commandment. He obeyed his parents. He obeyed God. He lived a perfect life in your place. He took all of your sins to the cross and there he paid for them with his perfect blood. Blessed are you who know and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, because in this you have life eternal. It is through faith in Christ and his perfect life and death that you have salvation. But this faith is not of your own because the Holy Spirit has created it in your hearts so that you may hold on to this gift of salvation and eternal life. This beautiful gospel message shows the love of God for each and every one of us. 
and is one we should take to heart every day. This confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, is very powerful. Not only is it good for us to remember and to meditate on, but it is the foundation of our faith. It is the foundation of the church. We see in our text for today, immediately after Peter gives this confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. One of the most amazing things about going to the seminary is you have to take the biblical languages, Greek and Hebrew, before you get there, and I highly recommend that to each and every one of you if you haven't learned Greek or Hebrew. But you get to see such fun nuances with the Bible, and this passage here is a great section for that. Jesus is using wordplay with Peter's name. The word for Peter in Greek is Petros, and the word for rock in Greek is Petra. And so you can see the the fun wordplay there. But most importantly, you can see that Jesus is not referring to Peter as the foundation of the church, but the rock of his confession, that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. That is the very foundation of our faith and the foundation of the church. It is because of the truth of this confession that we know that the gates of hell have no power over us. Christ has broken them down for us And we do not need to fear hell. We don't need to fear the devil. We don't need to fear death. Jesus is not just a teacher, not just a prophet. He is our redeemer. He is the victor in every battle. He is the Messiah. He is your Christ. And he has built this church for you so that you may be protected and provided for. And just as Christ rose from the dead, so too you also will rise with him on the last day. We see also in our text for today another very important thing, that Jesus is giving the keys of the kingdom of heaven to his church. It is because he is God, because he is the Christ, that he can do so. Whatever sins are bound on earth are bound in heaven, and whatever sins are loosed on earth are loosed in heaven. When a sin is bound on earth, the kingdom of heaven is locked to that unbeliever. It is only through persistent unrepentance of sins that this would happen. But whenever sins are loosed on earth, the kingdom of heaven is open for that believer in Jesus Christ. He has given this power to men so that you may have the full assurance and that you may receive full forgiveness for each and every one of your sins. We have this power, and so I say to you today, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I forgive you of all your sins. Christ has given this power to men and to his church. Have no fear and take comfort in this beautiful gospel message of salvation won for you and the forgiveness of all of your sins. You have this certainty through faith in Christ, and this faith has been given to you as a gift. If someone were to come up to you tomorrow, and ask you this question, who is Jesus Christ? What would you say? 
maybe a little hard for you to know exactly how you're going to respond and what words you'll use when put on the spot. But do not fear your faith. Boldly confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, because in this confession, you have life both in this world and in the world to come. Jesus is much more than just a prophet or a teacher. He is your Christ. He has won forgiveness for each and every one of you. And it is in this gospel message that you know that God loves all of you. Amen.
Yeah.